Hello, I'm Josiah, and welcome to episode three of Coffee and Jesus. We have made it so far. It feels like this is a pretty good milestone for me for first starting, I would think. But yeah, thank you all for all the support that it just means so much to me, just through media or through text or in person, just reaching out to me and just telling me how much you appreciate my podcast and me knowing that it's actually helping. And so this truly means so much to me. And I might even say it every single episode now, but it's just this podcast is truly made for you guys listening and knowing that it's helping means the world to me. So, and me just being able to do new things like a podcast is such a cool milestone. Is that the right word? Milestone for me? I don't know, a new chapter in my life. So it's cool having something to just share about who our God is and who truly Jesus is and what he's done on the cross and the relationship God wants with us, just such a supernatural but personal relationship. And so it's exciting for me to just get some feedback from people just knowing that it's helping out and means the world to me. And yeah, this week has been super fun, super wild here at Newburgh, Oregon. We've had some snow on Thursday and Friday, so classes were canceled and it feels like I've had a four-day weekend now. And I've also heard that we might have snow on Monday and Tuesday. So it's like I could be sitting here at a six-day weekend, so I'm freaking out. If you know me well, I am also a gamer. So shout out to to shout out to everyone that plays games, video games. I'm just like that's kind of my thing to just not think about engineering homework or school stuff. I go straight to the games with the boys. So shout out to all you people that play video games. We're not that nerdy, okay? It's a good time. <laughs> anyway, Um, One of the highlights this last week was school got canceled on Thursday and I got my ice vanilla latte, spent some time with Jesus. And I even, even now just feel like I'm shifting in my life to just truly just sit and enjoy being in God's presence. Like there's these seasons in life. I feel like that God's walking us into individually and differently with each person as a Christian, just either, at least in my experience, I've had times where Jesus is like knocking on my door constantly and giving me these crazy new things. I'm like, whoa, this is a lot. Or like what I've talked about in my first episode, just like the desire to be a pastor or church planner. Like those are big things that's just like that time I feel like was explosive. But then there's times where it's like I'm going through the muck in the mud and just like it feels like everything around me is collapsing just like also what I talked about when I was at Oregon Tech and just dealing with all these different situations and yet Jesus was still there for me like God is never changing in my life like he could provide crazy different things each day but he's always the same loving God and father and where I feel like I'm entering right now honestly is just to just really almost like sit and enjoy God's presence. I haven't really thought of that really 
in my life just like the fact of like not being at a high or a low but being at that like almost steady enjoyment of just being God's presence and so I truly want that for all my friends just to almost like as a Christian we're called to just enjoy enjoy God enjoy this new relationship when we accept Jesus into our hearts it's like an it's an invitation really I think it says that in the Bible in Matthew where it says when we accept Jesus it's a true invitation to accept the presence of God the Holy Spirit within us anointing us and giving us this new relationship with God that's meant to be enjoyed it's meant for our good and for God's good it's like the amount of blessings that God's done in my life personally I can't fathom and even what I've seen in all my friends that know Jesus just how much love and joy is brought into it and there are tough times but that's just what happens in life like the life has its ups and downs it's always like that but it's so much almost not easier but it's so much more sustainable and reliable and honestly it kind of is easier with god it's just so much trust that is backed up every single time i've never once had a time where i was like hey god uh like i'm struggling with this situation I need a way out or I need help with this. And God just says, I'm going to take the next prayer. I don't want this one. He's always committing to every prayer that's given. He's always following through. It's like, he's truly the best God that there is. And the only one. Um, Yeah. (laughs) Sorry about that whole side rant. I wasn't even planning on that just now. But yeah, Thursday was fun. I have my ice vanilla latte. I'm in this time of enjoying God's presence even now. And uh, it snowed, which is crazy. It's literally February, almost March. And I was walking with my sister and my friend, Annie. And um, we were walking through this like Petco place and enjoying animals, dogs. And we walked outside and there's this taco truck just giving away free tacos and cake. Shout out to that taco truck behind Critter Cabana in Newburgh, Oregon. They had their like 10th year anniversary. So they're just giving out free food and it was amazing. So it's like, I don't have school and I have food now and I just saw some dogs. Like that's what better could that have been? Like I was so fun. Anyway, (laughs) this week's been fun for me and I hope it's been amazing for all of you. And during my devotional time this week, I really feel like God highlighted some things that really stuck out to me. And like I said, I've been in this time of just enjoying God's presence. And in the midst of that, he's just revealed so much truth and wisdom that I'd like to share. And hopefully you guys can totally retain and walk in that. And this is just me reading out of the Bible. So I think that's what's cool about all this is simply... The stuff I'm talking about is from the Bible itself, and you can read for it yourself, but it's just, if we believe the word is truth, I'm just reading truth. It's it's pretty amazing just realizing this is legit. <laughs> anyway, um, so first one I wanted to read that actually gave me a laugh during my time in chapters. I was laughing at it, and I was like looking around to see if anyone was like 
anyone in the room was looking at me thinking I was a weirdo because I'm just like reading the Bible and laughing. But um, let's read Matthew chapter 16, verse 5 through 12. And so it's titled the, the Leaving of the Pharisees and Sadducees. When the disciples reached the other side, they had forgotten to bring any bread. Jesus said to them, watch and beware of the leaven. Hopefully I'm saying that right. It's either leaven or leaven of the Pharisees and Sadducees. And they began discussing it among themselves saying, we brought no bread. (laughs) But Jesus aware of this said, oh, you have little faith. Why are you discussing among yourselves the fact that you have no bread? (laughs) Okay, let me read that again to make it seem like I'm not just a weirdo laughing at something not funny. Like, this is funny. Like, Jesus is, like, saying, watch and beware of the leaven or leaven, which I looked up and it meant corruption of the Pharisees and Sadducees. So Jesus is, like, beware of, like, false teachings and the corruption of the Pharisees and the Sadducees. And then the disciples were, like, and they began discussing among themselves saying, we brought no bread. Like, and then Jesus is like, why are you talking about bread right now? (laughs) Like, what? Like, that's not even a big deal. And then he's like, do you not yet perceive? Do you not remember the next page? The fire, oh, fire. The five loaves for the 5,000 and how many baskets you gathered or the seven loaves for the 4,000? And how many baskets you gathered? Like, even, like, honestly, I could say, like, the disciples are just, why are they worried about bread after these, like, crazy miracles? But honestly, it, this would probably be me again. Just be like, we only have two pieces of bread, dude. But here's Jesus again saying, how is it that you fail to understand that I did not speak about bread? Beware of the leaving of the Pharisees and Sadducees. Then they understood that he did not tell them to beware of the leaving of the bread, but of the teaching of the Pharisees and Sadducees. See, fourth time's a charm. (laughs) They finally got it. And so um, let me read that last verse again. It says, then they understood that he did not tell them to beware of the leaving of the bread, which is the corruption of bread, but of the teaching of the Pharisees and Sadducees. And what's been on my heart lately, even this past week, is understanding that this world, people sometimes, and sadly, even Christians, um, will not speak truth into our lives. And so that's why I think it's so important to come back to the Bible when we hear certain things and not just believe people even friends, like immediately off of what they say, what they experience or something that happens, but go say, okay, let me think about that. Let me go to the Bible, back it up, or even ask them to back it up with the Bible. And if that's so, then boom, like that's cool. For example, like I've had some friends that were very strict on me that even in, I think it was during my time or Oregon Tech, where I would have friends that would totally judge me if I was like out doing my own thing. And then I would 
not make it to church. I would not do this, not do that. And then they would judge me and say, you're not a true Christian. You're not going to church. I'm like, I'm literally sick at home. Or I'm like, I literally have a track meet. And these people would judge me. Or even what's harder for me to understand and what's tough sometimes is my own friends judging me for going to certain like worship events, certain community events. And it's just like the Bible clearly talks about us being saved through salvation, through the grace gift of God. And there's no works to earn our Christianity. There's no laws to like to bind us from being saved. We are saved instantly by receiving Jesus. And yes, like we're called to live according to like the law as well to like keep these commandments but that doesn't change our salvation whether we make a mistake or we sin it's like we're all we're already saved by jesus it only takes one time to be saved so many times it's like you have to do this you have to do that and it's like even reminds me of what it talks about when people okay here's a deep topic so like let's talk about demons and the devil. And sometimes you'll hear people say, oh, they got possessed by a demon. Oh, they got um, the devil within them. And we had to get rid of it. We had to do an exorcism or something. And like, I, I'm fully, I fully believe that this is possible, that people can be possessed by demons. Like this is spiritual warfare. This is real. It talks about in the Bible. However, my problem is when somebody that is a Christian is going through something and they say that they're possessed by a demon or they're being possessed by the devil or the devil's taunting them, putting thoughts in their head. And clearly, especially in 1 John 5, at the end of 1 John 5, you can look it up for yourself. It fully says that when we accept Jesus there's no control or power from the evil one, which is the devil that can come over us. And it even goes further in saying that the world, people even try to convince you that the devil or demons can possess you, can put like tormenting thoughts in your head. It's like, no, it's like sometimes when we say things like that, then we allow ourselves to convince our brain to think, oh, we're being tormented again. Oh, that that pornography thing was there. The devil's doing something. It's like, no, we live in a corrupt world. There's still sin out there. Jesus died not for the earth, the soil, and for things of the world, but for us, living human beings. And like when we're saved, those still those things are still out there. It's not the devil putting a pornography magazine right in front of you. Where which actually leads me to my next thing I'm going to read. But it's the freedom knowing that we've already been saved from that. The devil can no longer possess us, the devil can no longer torment us in our minds because Jesus, it says when we accept Jesus, we accept the Holy Spirit now being within us. Now the Holy Spirit being God cannot be controlled by the devil. Boom. I think that's a drop, a, a drop mic, a mic drop. If I, I'm just saying that was 
that's hype. When I hear something like that, I get hyped up, which is like, is that not the most freeing and powerful knowledge? Just knowing that. And what's sad is that you have people in this world that will say, oh, the devil's doing this to me. It's like, no, which I'm, instead of going off again, I'm going to read Matthew 18. 18, verse 7 through 9. Okay. Matthew 18, 7. So it's titled, Temptations to Sin. And it says, Woe to the world for temptations to sin. And so this is like understanding that the world is infected by sin. Not us. We used to be sinners, but with Jesus, we are no longer sinners. We are saved. And so knowing that, continue on. So it says, Woe to the world for temptations to sin. For it is necessary that temptations come, but woe to the one by whom the temptations come. And if your hand or your foot causes you to sin, cut it off and throw it away. And right now, I read this today or this week, and I was like thinking at first, why say I looked at something bad? Why would I take a spoon and pull my eye out? Like, okay, now I'm not getting it, but let's continue reading. So it says, and if your hand or your foot causes you to sin, cut it off and throw it away. It is better for you to enter life crippled or lame that then with two hands or two feet to be thrown into the internal fire. And if your eye causes you to sin, here we go, the spoon, tear it out and throw it away. It is better for you to enter life with one eye than with two eyes to be thrown into the hell of fire. And at first I was not sure, like, what? So I, I kind of understand, like, what you mean, like, you don't want us to sin. Like you don't want our eyes, our body, like the things we do with our body. It even says um, in the Bible, like our body is now a temple. You need to treat it like that. And thinking about how Jesus entered the temple with the disciples and seeing all the the money, like tax collector people and the animal people setting up their tables. And then Jesus comes in and like throws all these tables and goes nuts and he's like why this is a place the house of prayer and it's like to me when he says our bodies are a temple in romans i just remember it's in romans that we need to treat it like such just as jesus did with sin it's like when we see temptation in our lives we have to throw those tables and guard our hearts and that's why I realized I went to my Bible and I have a study Bible that has some translations of like understanding scripture. And so I looked up on the bottom, it says um, from verses 10 or 18, seven through nine, it says Jesus uses deliberate overstatements to emphasize the necessity of self-discipline to remove sin from one's life before the sin leads to judgment. And I would totally agree with that. I think this whole paragraph from seven to nine is clearly stating that, like I said before, I think that our souls are saved. We now have salvation, 
but it's our jobs now to keep our bodies, our flesh from not sinning. It's like we live a new life eternal, like internally, but with our bodies, there's still temptations. The world still offers these temptations. Here it says, woe to the world for temptations to sin. It's like temptations still exist. That's not going to be removed. We're entering a new life called not to sin, but yes, it's still hard. And so it says, for it is necessary that temptations come, but woe to the one by whom the temptations come. Woe to the one that lets these temptations come into their life and just letting it take them over. And I know from personal experience, for me, it was pornography. When I was at Oregon Tech and years ago, I was just struggling day by day, just like, man, why? Like, I would love Jesus. I would be committed to all that he has for me. But then at nighttime, I would fail, 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 fail every single time. And it made me so mad. I'd be like, why am I still going through it? And I think part of it was just me not believing and who Jesus was, like, but also, honestly, like, I would not guard myself. I would still have my phone. I would still go to bed on my phone, looking at Instagram. And my search page on Instagram was so corrupted. It'd, it'd just be these girls, and then boom, it'd just get deeper corruption. And then bam, it'd be instantly, I'd just go straight to it. And I'd, I'd be so mad. And I'd be like, why does this keep happening? And now looking back, I'm like, why did I go on my phone and go to Instagram and know already what's going to happen and not looking at it and saying no. And I think what Jesus is talking about right here is when it says like removing your hand, removing your foot, removing your eye, it's like set up self-discipline for yourself. And that's what helped me a ton in being done with this sin in my life is that I had to set up almost like safeguards. Like I was not going to be on my phone when I go to bed. When I go to bed, I'm not using my phone because that leads to temptation. And once I became stronger and like able to not have that desire through my body, I was able to just go on my phone. So I'd look at YouTube, look at funny videos and be done. But I had to protect myself and work my way to really prevent those sins from entering my life because I was in this trend and addiction that I needed some safeguards to be done. And truly I would even every now and then you still have to face, face what is that saying? Face the lights, face, Oh, face the music. You still have to face the music and there's still going to be temptation in this world to today. Temptation, sin is still going to be existing, but it's our job to say no to it. And now personally, I know that it's still out there, but it gets easier as our faith faith grows in him, knowing that Jesus has our back every step of the way. And it even says in the Bible that there is no temptation greater than our own strength that God puts before us. It's like there's no temptation that we cannot overcome. Like with God, he knows what we're going to face. He knows what temptations are being brought around us. But we are able to be safe and say no, because he is with us. Which I think, for me, that was actually a really hard thing to understand. But what our, honestly, 
It's almost like we are called to walk in it. We're called to walk in faith, not to see it and hear it, but walk in it. And for me, walking it and also acknowledging it to God and be like, hey, God, like I saw that. I don't want to hide that from you. I want to be done with this. And I want to be done tonight. Let's not do that tonight. And then day by day, boom, 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 boom. It just grew. My faith just grew. My self-discipline grew. And God's got me here, like honestly. And it's been a blessing in my life. But I want that for all my friends that struggle with sin. It's not something that is just said and done. It's like something we have to walk in. And we're able to be accountable to each other. And if that's what it takes, let's let's do this thing. And if you if you struggle and you're listening and you need someone to be almost like an accountability partner to help you, I am totally here for you. Just reach out to me. But yeah, that's just been on my heart and just acknowledging that the world will say lies too and the world will tell you that this is okay, that porn is okay, that certain things are okay. And it's just simply not true. And I can back it up with what the Bible says. And it talks about sexual impurity and all these different things, addiction, drunkenness. It's like, I don't want to be any of those. And through that, life is so much greater with Jesus, so much better with God. This relationship with the God that loves you like a father would, that loves you and created the entire world, which still blows my mind that we're able to have a relationship with the one true God that created our universe. But anyway, um, there's this last thought that I had that really highlighted to me in Matthew chapter 21, verse 18 through 22. So Matthew 21, verse 18. Wow, it's a lot of pages. Okay. Matthew 21, verse 18. And it's titled, Jesus Curses the Fig Tree. And honestly, right now in Matthew, Jesus is just doing some crazy things. And the disciples are just there, just watching things happen. Which, man, if I could, if I was one of them, I'd just be in shock every day. Just be like, what is Jesus going to do next? Is he going to start flying or doing cartwheels? Like, it's nuts. Anyway. Um, verse 18, chapter 21. In the morning as he was returning to the city, he became hungry. And seeing a fig tree by the wayside, he went to it and found nothing on it, but only leaves. And he said to it, may no fruit ever come from you again. And the fig tree withered at once. Like, okay, that alone, I read that. And it was just like, Here's just two sentences in the Bible just showing Jesus' power towards a tree. And it's like, what? <laughs> like, Let me read that again. It's so sick. Like, holy cow. So it says, And seeing a fig tree by the wayside, he went to it and found nothing on it, but only leaves. And he said to it, May no fruit ever come from you again. And the fig tree withered at once. When the disciples saw it, they marveled just like I did, saying, how did the fig tree wither at once? And I could only imagine, like, Jesus just standing next to the fig tree, and they're like, how did it wither? And it's like, dude, it's literally Jesus right there. He's like, 
<laughs> here's what he's like. Here's what he says. And Jesus answered them, truly, I say to you, if you have faith and do not doubt, you will not only do what has been done to the fig tree, but even if you say to this mountain, be taken up and thrown into the sea, it will happen. And whatever you ask in prayer, you will receive if you have faith. And wow, like that alone is pretty incredible. It's like, here's God, here's Jesus that literally went to a tree. It'd be like me, like to me, if I was like had power, well, if I was there like Jesus and said that it'd be like me looking at an apple tree and seeing there's no apples and be like, yeah, you're done. And then just immediately withering dead. Like that's insane. And now Jesus is saying, you can have the same power and trust in me and know that I will give you this through faith. Like, holy cow. I'll read this again. Truly, I say to you, if you have faith and do not doubt, you will not only do what has been done to the fig tree, but even if you say to this mountain, be taken up and thrown into the sea, it will happen. And whatever you ask in prayer, you will receive if you have faith. Beloved, I am. This is just such an amazing verse. And to me, when I think about what he's saying, at first, I'm thinking about, okay, I want to walk on water. I'm not saying that can't happen, but that's like, it's tough to understand why. But also, what I'm thinking about is just anyone who's struggling with sin, anyone that's dealing with a bad relationship. Jesus is telling us now that he can take care of it, that we have the power, the strength that he wants to give us through faith to overcome these things, to walk us in whatever situation we're dealing with. And so even for me, like what I want from God, like if we believe this is truth and this is true, then for me, like personally, I want more and more wisdom. I want to be able to help people and guide people towards God and let God just bless them. And that's what I ask for every day. And so even if you're listening right now, I just encourage you to think about right now, what's something that you want God to just bless you with, to just walk you through, to help you out with, whether it's like this schoolwork, this exam that's coming up, the the unsureness of what the future may look like, some guidance, some wisdom, um, help in a ministry, or even just dealing with sin. I believe God wants to truly give you the opportunity to have faith in him right now and just receive what he has for you. And sometimes it might not be what it look like what you seem it will be. And I could totally phrase that sentence way better, but <laughs> I'm saying it could totally not be what you expect, but God comes through 110% of the time. And I like to just finish off just reading this last verse that really stuck to me as well. So Matthew 20, verse 21 or my bad, Matthew 20, verse 26. It shall not be so among you, 
but whoever would be great among you must be your servant, and whoever would be first among you must be your slave, even as the Son of Man came not to be served, but to serve, and to give his life as a ransom for many. Just hallelujah. What a God we serve that came and died on the cross, not to be served, but to serve to give his life as a ransom for many. And that includes us. And if you're listening and you're you're saying, well, I don't know if this is true. I don't know if any of this is real. But I want to say right now that this is fully offered to all who ask, to all who desire or are curious about who our God is, who Jesus is, what he's done on the cross, that I just want to say that Jesus right now cares for you, for you. He loves you so much and he wants to be part of your life. And this gift, this free gift is fully offered to all those who seek him. And truly just saying that you accept what he's done, that we are sinners and Jesus has done it all. He was the perfect sacrifice. And you want to be invited to this new relationship. It's truly offered now. So I would 10 out of 10 recommend <laughs> it's, it's a wonderful life. I could never see myself without it. But yeah, even right now, I'll just pray us out. I don't know if I've done that before, but let me just pray everyone that's listening. God, I just thank you for all that you're doing. I thank you for just being able to be real with you, just listening to you, being in your presence, being okay with whatever life may bring, because God, you're fully protecting us and desiring something new in us each day. God, I just pray that you anoint us even now and just bring us closer to you. We desire so much more from you and we understand that you love us so, so much. And God, we just love you even right now and ask for more. So God, I just thank you for this day. Pray for this next week. And in Jesus' name, amen. God bless everyone. Have yourself an iced vanilla latte. Bye-bye.